my crafty friends and welcome to ACB Crafters, where we learn and teach each other in order to make crafting accessible to the blind and visually impaired. We hope you enjoy this episode. Go ahead and get started with our second hour. So, oh. hey Megan. All right, so what you're gonna do all right, while we're, let's just, Jane, go ahead with your question. Yeah, yeah. We'll do that while we're waiting. Okay. I, I don't know. Um, there we go. Turn the voice over. Okay. I'm running into confusions with the seed stitch because it's backwards from needle knitting, where... Mm -hmm. In needle knitting, if I have an odd number of stitches, knit, purl, knit, purl, knit, and I turn it and knit, purl, knit, purl, knit. So seed stitch and needle knitting, you knit your knits and purl your purls. Correct. But with loom knitting, you knit your purls and purl your knits. And it's backwards. And I, with the cowl, I tried you know, with that really long email I wrote you describing what I was doing and everything mm -hmm. uh, with, with um, e-wrapping the knit stitches and so that I could tell that they were knit stitches. But then I did about six inches and it turned into look just like e-wrap and it didn't look like seed stitch. So now I'm just using that as a practice to, to do knit and purl. But then the other problem is that in needle knitting, stockinette stitch is a row of knit and a row of purl and a row of knit and a row of purl. But that's mm -hmm. garter stitch in loom knitting and garter stitch is stockinette. And so they're backwards. Yep. Mm -hmm. I don't understand. Like I'm using a flat loom now because I couldn't figure out where I was with the round loom. So I switched to a flat loom mm -hmm. and it's completely backwards. From one from the other and I don't understand why okay. so I think what I'm going to do I'm going to put braille labels on my pegs on the on the base okay KP KP, KP so that mm -hmm. I can do seed stitch and tell what what I'm on but I don't understand why they're backwards from each other when it's okay. both flat okay so <laughs> and that that's fine you know um and Okay, in needle knitting, you know, you turn your work. Yeah. In loom knitting, you don't have to do that. But you do when you're doing a flat piece. Right, but you're not, you're, you're not necessarily turning your work. You are, but you're not. <laughs> I know that doesn't make, I know it doesn't make sense. <laughs> I know. You're turning, you're, I know, I know, I know, I know. Um. <laughs> you're turning around but you're not having to swap your hands okay or your needles um i don't know any, that's I well yeah another way to I, explain I can deal it. with that as long as i know that they're backwards yeah i don't really have to think about why they're backwards i just mm -hmm. know that they're backwards right. and so i'm just gonna keep i never did finish the cowl so Okay, I that's only fun. got like a foot because I'm practicing. I'm right. trying to figure out what's what. And, right. and so I'm going to just keep on doing that. And as long as I know that they really are backwards and I'm not crazy. No, and, you're not. 
No. Not on this. Okay. You're not, you might be on other things, but you're not on this. <laughs> can not on can this. I say? Can I say something? Sure. Just well, Jane. Have you in needle knitting? Have you ever knit anything in the round? A, a long time needle? ago. Don't confuse me. Don't confuse no, me. No. Well, no, because actually, the, actually, this is equate equal to knitting something in the round on a knitting needle. I did it a long time ago, and I don't remember how I did it. Okay, well, but, I'll stop there yeah. then. <laughs> but that's, but that's yeah, don't confuse me. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay, but as long as I know that they're different, and I know that they're backwards from each other. Yes. I, no, I'm not, I didn't, I thought I was crazy or something. No, so, no, no, you're not okay, crazy. I'll, <laughs> I'll just keep on practicing and, and doing yeah. various stitches and just to see, you know, and I'm going to label my loom put little braille okay. labels on so okay i'm set right. jane how long in all seriousness how long have you been needle knitting uh, about three years okay, okay. and i've been loom uh, knitting about the same length uh, okay. Left. okay um yeah. and i know this is going to sound obvious and it may sound like i'm being a smart aleck but i'm not but when you're when you're doing your loom knitting don't think about needles you you concentrate yeah. on you know okay and I don't know if you were in Kayla's class Tuesday. She was talking about, you know, say it out loud. And you're creating oh, I do. that name. Okay. I can't take my knitting to a meeting because I'm going knit pearl. Right. <laughs> I can't yeah. do that out loud in a meeting. Yeah, that, that's true. Because they're backwards from each other. So you can't right. think about one. Yeah, that makes sense when you're doing um, the other. And if you can get to the hardware store. Mm -hmm. or you know send your husband or son brother somebody no no husband no okay all just right me. just you okay sometimes that may be best <laughs> <laughs> it has its advantages and disadvantages it sure does <laughs> um so what you know if you can get to the hardware store and i keep saying i'm going to put this up when i remember to do it um see if you can find some little rubber washers and that's what for my looms that I don't have an anchor peg on, I put those on a peg and consider that my peg one. So mm -hmm. if you can get you some of those rubber washers mm -hmm. and you could put them, you know, one on every other peg. Right. And that way, you know, you and I would just got have that to remember to... which ones were that they were knits or pearls. Yeah. Right. I can do that. <laughs> but I really like that diving down to get the pearl. I think that's the most yeah. wonderful thing. Well, so, I'm, I'm not going to take credit for it. Uh, I know you I, mentioned I, somebody else, yeah. did, but whoever it was, that was wonderful. Yeah, so, it, it, okay. it was. I think I, I think I'll be okay now. Um, okay. I just was confused and, okay. you know, but I, right. I'm learning. Thanks. Yeah. You're welcome. All <laughs> right. Okay. Area code 612. Can you unmute? Tell us who you are. You Hi, this Henry? is Catalina from Minneapolis. How's All everybody right, doing? Catalina. Good. How are you? How's it going? Good. I yeah. want to thank you so much for sending out the step-by-step -step how to do the knit and purl because oh, I was so confused and I couldn't finish my uh, cow, but I went step-by-step -step and followed the steps on how to do the knit and purl awesome. and now I got it. <laughs> Yay! I got it. Good. I got I'm glad it. those are helpful. And I started using a different yarn, I, uh, and that helped a lot. So I just yes. been doing a lot of practicing and getting faster at it. So thanks so much Good. for doing that. You're welcome. You're welcome. 
Okay, I'm gonna go back to Kim who was in the first hour. Kim, how are you coming with taking that hat off the loom? Well, it's off the loom. <laughs> okay, so no, now no, you just- No, 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 it's, it's ugly. It, I, apparently I pulled a, uh, I don't know if I started going around the wrong way, if I started one way and then turned it, the loom around somehow, you know how I told you I was working at it from the other side. Uh -huh. I think I might have done that and then gone around back around the way I came. But anyway, okay. it's a mess. I got to start all over. Oh, bless your heart. But okay. at least I got the general idea. Um, yes. So when I get all drawn up together, mm -hmm. then what do I do? Once you get that drawn up, it should create like a little bitty hole in the top of the hat. So it should mm -hmm. close that up. You take that working yarn and you feed it down through that little hole and you pull it, try to pull it a little bit tighter. And then you thread your needle and just kind of sew that hole closed. Yeah. I do like a couple of, I, I make an X, but I do it a couple of times. Okay. And then I just weave in my ends for about yep. two or three inches and then cut and you're done. Okay. Maybe I can have that done by the next time we get together. If you have questions, just shoot me an email or if you're on Facebook, you can shoot me a message on Facebook, either one. If I'm, okay. Um, and you can send it to acbcrafters at gmail.com if you have a question. I'll okay. Thanks. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So for my hour two students, I want y'all to be honest. I'm not going to be upset if you say no. How many of you were able to complete the cowl? If you were, right. just unmute and say so. Yes. Okay. Yes. Who said yes? Megan. Megan. Okay. Who else? Okay. All right. If you weren't, that's fine. Okay. Who is that? Amanda. Ah, just Amanda. How are you, darling? I've missed you. <laughs> Hi, this Sarah. I was able to make my cowl. Okay. All right. But it's still on the loom, so I haven't yeah, taken it yeah, off. Gonna, I don't know that part. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah, we're gonna work on that today. I just I wanted okay. to see how far everybody had gotten. That way I would know whether to work on the bind off or if we needed to work a little more on the flat piece and which is fine if we do that's not a problem um, because I threw a lot on you that day. All right for those who have finished your cowl what I want you to do is I want you to take your cast on row so the loops that you put on the loom first and I want you to take those and put them back on the pegs just like you're turning the brim on a hat. Okay. So put those back on the loom and then we'll come back. Okay. For those of you who were not able to finish your cowl, do you have any questions? Or any, if any of my beginners from my first hour stayed, if you have questions. And probably what we'll do in the next meeting is for those of you who weren't able to do the bind off today, we'll work on that during that hour. And then I'll come up with something else for the others to do. I had one question about the cowl. This is Rita okay. from Arkansas. Okay, go ahead, Rita. Um, how long does the cowl, the flat panel need to be? That's a good question. 
and it's one of those, it's however long you want it to be. So when you're doing a towel, I don't know how much you know about cows because some people know about them, some people don't. So I'm just going to go out on a limb and say I, you don't know. I don't know much, no. Okay. All right. So it's like a, a scarf where the ends are sewn together and it just it hangs close to the neck. It's not a turtleneck, but it's not an infinity scarf either. So it's kind of in between. I don't know if you ever okay. wore a cowl neck sweater when you were younger. I may where have, the, yes. Where the neck is kind of big and it drapes down to like around your breastbone. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I had this a, is what a nice you're doing. Green sweater. Yeah. All right. So that's what this is. So, you know, it can, I could say, do make the whole flat piece, you know, three feet. Well, that might not be long enough for you, but it could be plenty long enough for me, depending on your height and where right. you want it to hit. So what I, I say is just get your, you know, if you want to measure before you get started, just take your tape measure, drape it around your neck and figure out where you want it to hit on, on your front. Okay. Okay. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Thank you. Yeah. And then what I do, um, I usually don't measure like that. I knit to where I think I want it, and then I drape the fabric, you know, loom and all around my neck and over my shoulder right. to see where That's it hits. That's probably what I'll do. That's my way of measuring. <laughs> and okay. When I, well, and when I do a hat, if I'm doing it for myself, I'll just take, you know, what I've, the fabric that I've made so far, <laughs> even if it's on the loom, suck that thing over my head, and I've got this little loom, and, you yeah. know, all over my head, so... Um, but that way I can measure to see how much more I need to knit or if I'm ready to bind off. Okay. Well, that helps a lot. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. Great. We got two raised hands. First Catalina and then Kathy. Okay. Catalina, go ahead with your question. Dumb, I have a dumb question. Okay. I'll Why try to give you a dumb wear... answer. <laughs> <laughs> What's the purpose of a cow? Is it fashion? I don't see the purpose. I'm with you. It's probably fashion. I've never been a fashionista. So, yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's fashion. Is it fashion? Um, yeah. Now, I, I made me one. So, I mean, of course, I'm in Mississippi and, you know, I'm not used to cold weather. So when it gets down to like in the lower to mid 40s, I start getting cold. And so mm -hmm. when I take the dog out, I want something on my head and around my neck. And I don't want to have to okay. deal with a scarf sometimes. So I just put a cowl on because it's closer to my neck. And, that makes you know, sense. just kind of bunch it around under my hat and all. So. Okay. Well, I can see. It's just a fashion right. thing. But, you know, I don't get out where people can see me much. So mine is just for pure warmth. Sure. Okay. Thank you. You're and Kathy and then Deanna. Hello. This is Kathy. Hi, Kathy. Um, I was just going to comment. Um, you, you, you kind of said what I was going to say. Um, some people don't like a big, long scarf around their neck. You know, it's uh, bulky and mm -hmm. cumbersome. So a cowl is, it gives you the warmth of having something around your neck without all that length. And probably uh, folks who live in the warmer climates wouldn't understand that because you don't need the scarf or the cowl to keep you warm right. mostly. Um, but those of us who do live in the uh, colder climates 
know what that's like. And sometimes people enjoy wearing a, a big scarf and they like to, you know, twirl it around their neck and have, you know, all that bulk and other people like the warmth, but they don't like the length. So that's why mm -hmm. people wear cowls, I think. Mm -hmm. Oh, I trust me when it gets 20, you know, below 30 or you know 32 here, I mm -hmm. want as much around me as I can get. And for you yep. guys that are in the, you know, the colder climates, y'all are just like, oh, that's warm. Let's take out our shorts or flip-flops. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I can understand where some folks don't know what they are because they don't need them. Right. Therefore, you know. Right. <laughs> it's all a matter of choice and like we said, the fashion. Okay. Somebody else mm -hmm. had a question? Deanna? Deanna. Okay. I couldn't remember who it was. Deanna. Okay. Sometimes <laughs> my, my unmute button just isn't not cooperative. <laughs> okay, I finished the first row, casting mm -hmm. on for um, a double loop, and then purling next one. Mm -hmm. And then I purl 24 because that was the, the right thing to do when I mm -hmm. reached the end. Now, to what do I do with my working yarn? If I'm just do I knit that those two lips those two loops together and then do I purl on that or what how do I get my working yarn over to the next stitch okay so you just finished your foundation row correct right and I purled the last stitch okay so what you should have is now your your 24 just turned into your peg one mm -hmm. okay so you should only have one loop on peg one yes two loops on peg two yes okay so what you're going to do your working yarn should be coming from behind peg one or it may be coming out to the left yeah of peg one. okay right so what you want to do is you want to take it behind peg one mm -hmm. so it's kind of like you're wrapping it but you're not no you're just passing it behind it okay yeah got it. pass it behind it and you go between pegs one and two okay now you have those two loops on peg two and you want to knit that bottom loop up and over Okay, um, do I do anything? Okay, so you I don't do anything on then, right? You don't then you don't. Um, I'm pulling the bottom stitch on peg two up uh -huh. and over, right? And okay. then you're going to purl peg two. That okay, so then I'll have two purls like I did when I turned around the other time. Correct. Correct. Okay. <laughs> That's mm -hmm. what, there's where I was messing up. Yeah. Again. That's what I told you. My problem was every time I would turn a row, I would somehow mess it up and I'd get a couple of rows and realize I was messed up and it wasn't turning out to look like anything. Right. <laughs> See, what you're doing every time you start a new row, you're skipping that first peg. So you're skipping peg one. Yeah. So, if you had worked that peg one, it would have been a knit stitch. So you skip it. It's like you're doing in your mentally, you're doing it physically. You're not. Okay. Did that so, make sense or totally confused? Yeah. Then I'm pulling the loop up from the bottom uh -huh. and then I take that, that loop off and then the loop that's my working yarn, I put it back on for the purl. 
Mm -hmm. Okay. And then I erupt the next stitch. Mm -hmm. the, the next yeah. pattern. Mm -hmm. Okay. But since I'm going in the opposite direction, do I bring it behind and then back? Because Okay, I'm, after I'm, you do your I have curl. to reverse the direction of the e wrap, right? Okay, are you moving left to right or right to left? I'm move, moving from right to left now for my second row. Okay, yes, you would reverse the direction you wrap your pet. You're going to go from behind. You're yeah. just wrapping it to the left instead, instead of, of to the, the right. right. Mm -hmm. Okay. That was yeah. another thing that was confusing me. Okay. Yeah. Then I... it, it feels awkward. It does. Um, but it, it'll get where, you know, it's a little easier to do and not quite so awkward. Okay. Any other questions? Deborah? Yes, I have one, Courtney. Okay. So, go ahead, Deborah. I'm, I'm, you know, you know, pearl knitting, pearl knitting, pearl knitting. Uh -huh. I have a question. Can you leave the knitting there and just to keep it so you won't get um, lost and then knit them off all at once or is it better to knit them off as you go? Is it going to mess up the flow of it? It's not going to mess up the flow of it. Um, so are you doing the e-wrap stitch or are you doing a different knit stitch? Uh, I'm doing the e-wrap. Okay. For beginners, I recommend doing, you know, the e-wrap when you're doing a seed stitch because that serves as a tactile reminder to you, okay, I knit this stitch, so now I need to purl it. So um, when I'm doing that, I, I, when I e-wrap and then do the purl stitch, I just leave it. I don't knit it off until I get to that peg. Okay, I just thought that would to, be easier to keep track of it. It is. It's a lot easier. I guess I could do the C-wrap, but the E-wrap seems to be quick and easy, so. It is, and again, that way you're not having to go back and count your pegs and, okay, what did I do here? What did I do there? Mm -hmm. So when I get back down to what's now 24, which was originally one. Correct. It should be, I'm not let it be until I get there, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Any other questions? Good. Thank you. You're welcome. Nope. You're good. Okay. All right. For those of you who are putting your cast on rows back on, have y'all got that done? Or are y'all still working on that? Almost. Got it. Okay. That's I got fine. off kilter once and realized I was short a loop, so I had to go back and find yeah. the one that I missed. <laughs> yeah. I just didn't want y'all to think I had forgotten about you because I haven't. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I'm not rushing you at all. Just checking on you guys. When you get all of your loops back on your pegs, I want you to knit off that bottom row. So then you should just have one loop on our pegs. For our next class, I'm just going to, if anybody has questions, just go ahead and raise your hand and ask them and interrupt me. That's fine. For our next class, what I thought we might do is um, it's a little loom knit ghost using the 12 peg flower loom. 
if you did not purchase or don't intend to purchase a 12 peg flower loom, that's fine. You can do it on a 24 peg. Um, but with a 12 peg loom, it makes a little one that can slide over a lollipop. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, if you don't want to do the lollipops, I suggested fiber fill. And so, uh, so that's what I plan on doing then. And it's going to be easy. You're going to learn a new cast on, but um, the rest of it's e-wrap for the whole thing. So, um, and then working on another little skill you'll learn is putting some beads in your work. So you'll need two black pony beads, um, six millimeter by nine millimeter. It's what you'll need. And we'll, you know, I'll teach you how to um, insert beads into your work with just the two and that won't be so hard. What are pony beads? They're little plastic beads. Um, were you ever in Girl Scouts? Yes. Or did 4-H or a lot of history ago, but yeah. Yeah. Um, you may have done some crafts in there with pony beads. They're little plastic okay. beads, power about maybe a quarter of an inch um, tall. I was at Joanne's the other day and asked, you know, one of the clerks, and she had no idea what I was talking about. Like, I oh my goodness. Button. Gosh, she should be fired. <laughs> I, I know. I, I, was, I picked up all the other supplies for the, I, I'm assuming for the snowman and things like that. So yeah, I'm yeah. excited about that snowman. I've got, I've already got so, baby hat. So yeah, those are so adorable. So adorable. Oops. But I mean, yeah, there's this little bitty, did you order any of the kits from men where you did, where she's going to do some of the crafts, making okay. different crafts? I can get them. I, I know people who do be bird. They don't know what. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I just thought if you ordered Amazon. some from, yeah, if you ordered some from men, I thought, well, you know, that that's your pony beads, so. Okay. Um, I think I did that way back when I used to do some macrame. Probably so. Back in high school, that's been quite a few years ago. So, I understand. <laughs> As my nephew said, that's back in the olden days, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Courtney, this is Sarah. Got yes, a comment. Um, my the loom set that I bought, um, I got it at. Um, Hobby Lobby, it was the Yarnology um, mm -hmm. loom, and there was, there's three looms in there, and the smallest one is, is the 12 peg, mm -hmm. uh, like flower loom, so if anybody bought the Yarnology loom, three loom kit, then they would already have the 12 peg. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. I know some yeah. kits come with a 12, and some do not, so... Oh, good. Yeah. And um, maybe in January, another skill I'm wanting to teach is how to do lifelines on the loom. And um, there's a little snowman that's done on the flower loom. I don't know that we're going to have time to get it in before Christmas. So. What about the snowman hats? Oh. Yeah, we're going to do those probably in November. Okay, I was going to say, yeah. please. Yes, yes, we're going to do those in November. <laughs> or send yeah. me the pattern. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 
yeah, we'll do those in November because I want to teach you how to uh, either, you know, add a skein or change colors. I mean, it's the same process for either one. Um, mm. So that you've got that skill because. You know, my, I did knitting about five years ago and then put it down for a while because my buddy then I would, she moved away. And, mm -hmm. and then, um, but it's nice to pick it back up. So Yeah. This is great class. It is so therapeutic for me. Yeah, my, my husband, you know, he can tell when I'm not in a happy mood, of course, most husbands can, I guess. But, you know, <laughs> and he's like, you haven't done any knitting in several days. I'm like, no, I haven't had time. Well, then go do it. <laughs> you know? uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, kind of, well. <laughs> okay. he's kinder than I am, because when he's in a bad mood, I'll just tell him, look, buddy, you need to change your attitude or go out to the <laughs> shop. I don't care what you do, but, you know, you, you, something's got to change. <laughs> Jeanette has her hand up. <laughs> okay, Jeanette, go ahead. Jeanette. Jeanette. Did you fall asleep on me? Okay. Well, wait on you? Jeanette. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, next is... Uh, Kathy? Okay, Kathy, go ahead. Hello? Yeah, go ahead, Kathy. Yeah, Kathy, here I am. Um, how did you get interested in loom knitting in the first place, Courtney? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I was in a singles group at church, and we were going to Memphis to a Redbirds game. And uh, there were some children in our church who were displaced, and our pastor invited them to come along to the game with us. Well, the oldest young lady in the group, she had a loom when we were on the church bus headed to Memphis and she had a loom and was making a scarf for her boyfriend and everybody got interested in it. And so we got about 30 miles away from town and we had to stop in that town at the Walmart. So most of the women on the bus could go in and get yarn and loom. So <laughs> and so, um, of course, at that time, I was, you know, losing a lot of my vision, but I had not gone through training, so I didn't have a cane or anything. And so my sister was with me, and I said, okay, let's go in. I want to get me a loom, too. And she's like, no, we're not going in. We're not going in. Well, you know, so I was pouted, you know, and um, so eventually a couple of weeks after that we were in walmart in my hometown and i said i want to get a set of those lanes and i did and i started in like y'all i got the double rake or the long looms or the rectangle looms that's what i started on doing the double knitting mm -hmm. and i did that for years and then my sister she kind of got wanted to do hat so she got the round loom set well then later on she just didn't pick it up anymore it wasn't her thing and she gave them to me and I was like what in the heck do I do with these things you know I don't know how to use them and so I gave those to my mother-in-law mm. and um later on I'm like okay I want to learn to make hats I'm tired of making scarves all the time and so I bought another set of round looms and learned how to use them and I've been Learning ever since. So I've been cool. doing it about 15 plus years. <laughs> and um, the young lady that went with us that was, you know, where I, I saw her doing it, 
she works at the clinic where I go. And one day I asked her, I said, can you still do that loom knitting? She's like, no, I just I put it up. I do crochet now. She said, do you want my looms? I said, no, honey, I don't. <laughs> I said, I've got plenty. And she's like, what do you make with them? And I was telling her, and she was just amazed at what all I was making with them. So, <laughs> so it's, it's pretty cool. Jeanette, did you ever get unmuted? Wasn't showing me whether I was muted or unmuted. It was very. So, Courtney, is there any trick? Um, Jeanette, hold on. You, I can barely hear you. So, yeah, you, is it you. closer to your mic or? Okay. Is that better? Yes. That is okay. a lot better. If, <clears throat> is there a trick to when you go in doing that foundation row, which I've done it enough now, I'm getting better at it. Good. Um, holding. <laughs> <clears throat> that stitch 24 on the first row, not losing its integrity and being able to go back? Or do you just kind of have to hold it with your hands so that it doesn't? When you wrap it, um, some that were having problems getting it to stay, I told them to e-wrap it one more time so you'll have two loops on there and then knit that bottom loop up and over. I'm going to do so that can, next time. Okay, you can do that. Um the other thing is you wrap it because I was after I was editing the podcast, I was listening to it. And I was like, oh, okay, that was confusing to me. What I told you to do, so I can imagine what it was. Yeah. So when you wrap it, it's you're going most of the way around. So let me think here. So you did a pearl. So when you wrap that peg twenty four, it's kind of like you're doing a figure eight stitch. Yep, and that I get. My uh -huh. problem is, if I don't hold it well, then I lose the wrap. Okay. So, so, um, so when you wrap peg 24, and then you go back and wrap peg 23, mm -hmm. and kind of do that figure eight, if you yeah. want to go ahead and knit off 23 to secure that, that's fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a thought. It's, yeah, it's not going to hurt anything to knit it off. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. As I say, the other day, what I did, because I wasn't succeeding with this, I just did all e-wrap and did mm -hmm. the bind off that way. So now <laughs> I'm doing the real thing. Okay. Okay. Okay, Catalina. Uh, Catalina, go ahead. Okay. Are we going to learn how to do scarves and blankets and throws like that? Mm -hmm. I'm really excited to learn. How in God's name do you do that? <laughs> okay, um, we'll talk about that for just a little bit. If you're wanting to do um, a flat piece, you know, on the loom like we're doing with the cowl, it's the same thing. You're just using more pegs. Um, you, with your, if you're wanting to do it on the, let's just talk about the set you have now, okay? So mm -hmm. you would do it on the largest round loom you have. And I'm going to explain two different ways here. So you're going to do that on the largest round loom you have. And you're going to make it the length that you want. So be sure um, to count your rows. And I'll tell you a story about that in a few minutes. Um, so be sure to, you know, keep count of your rows. And then you just do, you know, just bind it off. And, you know, we'll go over several different bind offs. And so you do as many of those panels as you want your blanket wide or long. And then you just either 
if you crochet, you can single crochet those together, or you can do pin the panels together and do a whip stitch or a zigzag stitch or a blanket stitch, something to sew them together. Um, to make but a blanket. Aren't they tubular? Wouldn't it come out tubular? Not if you're doing a, no, not if you're doing a flat piece like you're doing here. You just don't join your last peg with your first peg. So you're just knitting a flat piece like you're doing with the cowl. Okay, I need to do the cowl so I can understand. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. okay. So when you're when you're working in the round, so like when you're doing a hat, you are continually mm -hmm. joining those pegs with that yarn. When you're right. working a flat piece, you're not joining those pegs. You're turning around on the last peg or whatever peg number you you know. If you're working on a 24 peg line, for example, you just turn around on that 24 peg and go back the other way. So you're going back and forth. Huh. Son of a gun. Yeah. Son of a gun. Yeah. Well, so the light bulb just came on. You can um, do the panels like that. Um, wow. There are looms that are called infinity looms. And mm -hmm. there's several different shapes. One of them is shaped like the letter S. Do you, when I say bubble letters, do you know what I'm talking about? Bubble letters? Yeah. It, okay, it's, you have the letter S, okay? Yes. And you have pegs on one side of that S and pegs that are parallel on the other side of that S. Oh, okay. And there's over 200 pegs on there. And you just oh. work, yeah, you work those into a flat piece. And then when you take it off the loom, if you use all the pegs, it's about 60 inches, I believe. So you're going to have a five foot. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I will tell you, I have one of those. It was just too cumbersome for me. And I gave it to my mother-in-law because I just, I hated it and thought she might <laughs> use it. Um, and I don't hate my mother-in-law just for podcast sake. Yeah, let's give it to her. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have a very, very wonderful mother-in-law. Um, so I gave it to her um, and I bought another loom. It's 28 inches on two sides and then maybe 18 inches or so on the short mm -hmm. sides. And um, hmm. I'm knitting a blanket on that right now. It wow. is a little cumbersome, but it's not awkward. The, huh. the S-Lame is awkward. There's, another, yeah. there's uh, another one out there, and they're made by Cindy Woodlooms. And hers, she does the Infinity or the S-Looms. She also does an X-Loom. Hmm. So it's in the huh. shape of the letter X, but it has the parallels. Wow pegs going around it. Um, I don't own any of those. Um, so, um, but, but yeah, you can do blankets. Um, eventually, we, I'll teach you how to do the corner to corner method. So you start out with three wow. stitches and you knit halfway by doing increases. Some of you may have done it in crochet wow. and needle knit. Mm -hmm. right. And then once you get yeah. to the halfway point, you start doing your decreases. Yeah. Um, so you can do a blanket that way. There's also Neat. 
how to do, I don't know if any of you have heard about 10 stitch where you're only using 10 stitches wow. and you know, you're picking up stitches and all, um, doing the 10 stitch, you can do blankets with that. And like I said, you're only using 10 pegs the whole time. My gosh. So, uh, yeah. Well, that's what so that's the, about. so the cow that we're doing now is going to be like a short, uh, what am I thinking here? A short, um, scarf. Scarf. Uh-huh. It's between uh, a scarf and a neck warmer. A neck warmer is going to be really close to the neck. The cowl is not that close. I mean, if you want it that close, that's fine. But um, you just make it the length that you want on the cowl. I, I just want to giving y'all just kind of free reign of this. Just say, okay, this is a stitch you do. You make it your own. I just thought that you pulled it off and bind it off and finish with it and just pulled it over your head. <laughs> oh. um, now with this one, and of course a lot of it depends on the type yarn you're using. If you're using a natural fiber such as wool, cotton, alpaca, anything other than acrylic, sometimes you might want to block your work. But with acrylic, you can block it. You can do a steam block. But most of the time, acrylic doesn't need to be blocked. So um, I taught another class on this the other night. They did a different pattern. So if you want to block your work, you want to do a flat bind off. You don't want to join those ends together, like I was telling them. It's easier to block when it's a flat piece, and then you can sew your ends together. But I'm, I was going out on a limb and assuming that everybody was using acrylic yarn. So, okay, I guess I need to get back to those folks that are finished. I'm sorry. If there's any other questions, I'll come back to them in just a second, okay? Cool. So for those who are ready to take your um, cowl off the loom, have you wrapped your loom with your yarn three times and cut it? Did I tell y'all to do that? Okay. Once you get, uh, no, I didn't. Once you knit those bottom loops up and over, you should only have one loop on each peg. So you want to wrap your working yarn around the outside of your loom three times and cut it. So you're measuring your yarn for your bind off. When y'all get that done, somebody jump in and say, I'm done. Okay, Megan had her hand up. Okay, Megan, go ahead. Um, I was just wondering if you had any tips for when we need to when we're going to do the bind off, I always have a hard time getting the cast on row back on because some of the okay. loops seem to like disappear into mm -hmm. the actual um, thing. So okay. I got everything back on. But I was just wondering okay. if you had any tips because I don't. Sure. What you can do. <laughs> yeah, oh, I understand who does me too. And I forget to do this. So, you know. Do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> I remember it when I start wanting to put them on there, I'm going, dead gum it. Um, you can get you some stitch markers. And um, before you, after you get your cast on row done, or like with this pattern, once you get your foundation row done, just mm -hmm. put a stitch marker on each stitch. Or if you want to do like every fifth stitch, however you want to do okay. it. 
Um, oh, that would help. Okay. Yeah, Good. it would. It would. I remember that the other day whenever I started putting my cast on rose back on there and I was like, awesome. one of y'all, I had was short a few. I'm like, no, I can't be short. Any. <laughs> Thank you. That's a good idea. Thank you. Mm -hmm. right. Any other questions at the moment? Nope. Okay. All right. For those of you who are ready to do the bind off, if you'll come off mute and let me know if you're ready or not. Yes. Okay. One yes. Yeah, I'm ready. Lucy, how much time do we have? 15 minutes. 15 minutes. Okay. All right. So what you want to do is we're going to do the bind off. We're going to be doing like we do the purl stitch and the true knit stitch. Okay. So you want to take your working yarn should be coming from behind peg one. And you want to Sorry. take... That's okay. You want to take that working yarn and you want to pull it in front of peg one. And it's going to be below the loop on peg one. I'm on 24. Should I go backward? Have you already cut your yarn? I stopped with peg 24 when I knitted. Um, okay. If that makes sense. But have you measured your yarn and cut it? Yeah. Okay, to start with 24. So okay. just, that's going to be your peg one now, your 24 peg. Isn't that going so to you, connect the two sides together? If I go no. from 24 to one? No, you're, you're, you're not going to go from 24 to one. You're going to go from 24 to 23. So okay. your okay. peg 24 just now became your peg one. Okay. Okay. So you want to take your working yarn and you want to pull it to in front of peg one and it's going to be below the loop on that peg. And you're going to pull the entire tail through that loop. Pull it up through that loop on peg one. Pull it. You're not creating a new loop to do the purl stitch. You're pulling it all the way through, just like you're binding off a hat. Do not take the loop off the peg. So. And if I'm going too fast for y'all, just let me know. And when you get that done, you're going to go in front of peg two and you're going to place it above the loop on peg two, <clears throat> excuse me, and pull it down. Pull it all the way through. And you're going to continue to do that. You're going to go down, you know, below the loop, the next peg go above, below, above, until you get to peg 24. And when you get to peg 24, let me know. And if we don't, if you don't get there, you know, don't rush, but if you don't get there before our time is up, I'm going to go ahead and continue how to do it so that you can catch it on the podcast. Okay. So yeah, I'll keep working on that. If you have questions, just let me know. Yep. Jane. Okay. Go ahead, Jane. Okay. I'm starting my cowl again with the seed stitch. Okay. Um, now, 
unlike needle knitting, where an odd number of of stitches for seed stitch, knit, purl, knit, purl, knit, if I have mm -hmm. an even number of stitches, I would start each row with a knit because it would knit, purl, knit, purl, knit, purl, knit, purl, knit, purl, knit, purl. So an even number of stitches, I would always start with a knit row so I can keep track of, you know, where mm -hmm. I am with seed stitch with the loom. Mm -hmm. I've got it. Mm -hmm. Yay. That makes Yay. sense. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, uh, I will try to get within the next two weeks. Oh my God. I will get enough of my cowl done so I can do a bind off. Okay. Okay. And Yay. if you have questions or anything, just, you know, you've got my email address. Shoot me an email. I do. Thank and you. I don't know if you have my number, if you have my number. I don't. I don't. Okay. That All would right. be really cool if you would, you know, I'll email okay. you and get that. Okay. Okay. All okay. Right. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Anybody else have any questions? Nope. Hmm. All right. We've talked about a few projects that, you know, I have planned for the rest Oops. of this year. Question. Okay. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead and raise your hand. I dropped my needle as I was trying to raise my hand. Oh, okay. Um, go ahead. I, I, this can wait. Go ahead. I will email you. Well, go ahead with your question, and I'll, I'll answer that. I was just going to try to fill some dead air. Okay. I don't want to open up a can of worms, but have you ever, are you familiar with finger knitting? I am not. Well, I've heard of it, but I don't know how to do it. Okay. It's pretty interesting to do. Um, you use this yarn with all the loops on it. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I couldn't do it. I did it with a baby afghan and it went really quickly and it made a big, soft baby mm -hmm. afghan. But I was, I was just curious if you'd ever done it. I have tried. I did try to do it and follow a video and I just got lost and I was just like, forget this. And I tried to use that yarn on a loom. It's. Well, it's possible, yeah, but it was more aggravating to me. Yeah, and some of y'all say I, I have a lot of patience. I, not with that, I didn't. I just said, forget <laughs> this. And so, you know, where those loops are connected, this is what I did. I went and I snipped that piece of thread that connects those loops and <laughs> undid all the loops and just made a hat out of it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's how frustrated I got with it because I didn't want to waste the yarn. Yeah. You know, and so I thought, well, there's an easy solution for this. <laughs> so. well, can I, I have one other question about the um, the rake um, loom? Yes. I have one of those. I, I may, I'm thinking it might be a 36 inch. I'm not certain, but it unsnaps. You know, you can make one long row of that. Mm -hmm. um, I, maybe I don't know the number, but it's like 60, 72, or something like that. Mm -hmm. That would be one that you could use for a blanket, I'm assuming. Yes, you could. Go back and forth. Okay. Mm -hmm. And those, do you know what brand you have? I want to say boy, but I'm not certain. Okay. All right. Um, I used it to do the, the scarf with the X stitch, which makes a really pretty scarf. Mm -hmm. uh, but I've never done it where it's all stretched out. Okay. I was going to say, if you have long rooms, even though on the end where you have your your double rakes of your pegs and then you have one on each end which is not the anchor peg but it's you know the ones 
the space between those pegs looks wider than what's on the rake part, but it's not. It's the anchor, so you, isn't it? Not your anchor peg. Well, some of them only have an anchor peg. Some of the, <clears throat> like, um, kind of thing. I have the original Nifty Knitter long looms. So, like, the smallest loom in there, it has 12 pegs on the front and 12 pegs on the back, and then a peg on the left end and a peg on the right end. And then on the sides, you have your two anchor pegs on the end. So these are, are upright just like your other pegs. You can knit in the round using those. So you can knit a hat on those long looms. And even though the spacing looks wider between, you know, your rake and on your side, it's not. It's the same distance. Um, but you can also knit a flat panel instead of doing the double knitting. Yeah, can I just, just grabbed my loom. It's got 30, it's eight. Um, 18 on one and 18 on the other? Yeah. Okay. All right. So um, I plan on teaching double knitting in our um, class in December. Okay. Yeah. That way you have the holidays to, you know, if you have some downtime to work on that and make a scarf out of that. Okay. I will have downtime lots in January because I'm retiring. So. Oh, awesome. oh, yay. Yeah, you'll love it. <laughs> you got about seven minutes, Courtney. Okay. Thanks, Courtney. Any other, you're welcome. Are there any other questions at the moment? Megan? Um, what did, did you tell us what we were supposed to do after we went all the way around with the, with the binding it off thing? Okay. Did you wrap, measure your yarn and cut it? You know, I, I already went through, I went, I pulled it up and down and up and down through the loop. Okay. Sorry. Awesome. Okay. No, that's fine. That's fine. I was going to ask I just if, wasn't, I wasn't sure if I was, if I missed something. Else. No, mm -mm. that's okay. as far as I have gotten. And okay. I was fixing to check on y'all. So what you want to do is now you want to take that working yarn that you just finished with and let me think. Okay. So you went above on peg 24. Now you want to go below on peg 24. and pull it up through and you want to secure that stitch. Hey, wait, what? <laughs> okay, you took your, when you went, okay, you were moving from right I, to left. Yeah, I had to go back. Okay, all right, so. So I'm back at peg, I'm at peg one right now. I went okay, from the so, 24 to 23 and blah, 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 blah. Okay, so. The last one you did, you went above the loop above and pulled it down. One. Okay, now yeah. you want to, I told you wrong, I'm sorry. You want to wrap a peg, like an E-wrap, yes. and knit off. Peg, and you should the, have, the last peg I did? Yes. What is your peg one now? No, just the, just the one, just the last peg. So you want to E-wrap and knit off. And now you can take all of your loops off your loom. When you get that done, just weave in your tail. And then turn your cowl inside out. So your seam is on the inside. Okay. That's it. Did I confuse everybody with that or? 
Does that make sense? Just have to make sure I get the e wrap right because my yarn is being all stuck. <laughs> yeah, okay. Lucy, are there any other questions at the moment? No. Okay. If you have something in loom knitting that you're wanting to learn, if you will shoot me an email at acbcrafters at gmail.com and let or even put it on the, the loom knit group, either one of those will be fine. Um, let me know what you, you're wanting to learn to do. Um, and I'll, you know, find a project that incorporates some new skills in that as well. Like I said, in January, I'm planning to do, depending on what y'all tell me y'all want to do, I'm planning to teach you how to do lifelines and you'll make a little snowman. So you're making a little, like a little stuffed animal or a little stuffy and um, you'll be learning a few new things with that. So those okay, are sweet see. and fun. Sandy, okay. you'll be the last question. Okay, go ahead, Sandy. Yeah, um, could you go through that um, process of putting on another stain that you emailed us? Oh, putting a stain on. Okay, yeah. What you do is, if you're not changing colors, you just. I usually try to start mine at the beginning of a row. So just make another slip knot with your new skein, place it on your peg, leaving, you need to leave at least a six inch tail and you need to have about that much of your old skein. So you just start doing your, you want to make sure you're doing a knit stitch when you, you're adding on or a knit row when you're adding on a new skein. If you don't, it's going to have a, like a dotted line or a dashed line. Um, when you're changing colors. I should have mentioned that. Okay, so what you want to do is just say if you're doing a hat and you need to add on a new skein, just add it on at the beginning of a row and just start e-wrapping. When you get that first row of your new skein on, then you want to weave in the ends of your old skein and your new skein. So what I do is I take it this is probably going to be something better for the next class, but I'll try to get through it. Um, so I take my tail and I pull it to the front. So between say like peg 24 and peg one, and I pull the tail up through the loop, like I'm going to bind off and I pull it around behind peg 24 and then between pegs 24 and 23. And I do the same thing. And I do that for about eight to 10 pegs. Then on the other tail, I go the opposite direction. So I go pegs one through say 10, doing the same thing. I hope that was clear. If not, we'll just have to cover it in the next class. Okay. All right, so it's um, to the top of the hour. So um, we need to be respectful of Lucy and her time. So. Um, if you have questions, either send them in an email or post them to the Loom group or, um, you know, wait until the podcast comes out. We are behind on podcasts. We're still waiting on recordings. So I get them edited as quickly as I can once I get them. So y'all please be patient with us on that. All right. 
So we're going to go ahead and end the class. Y'all have Thank a great you, weekend. Thank you, Thank Courtney. Y'all. All right. Thank, y'all. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Have a good weekend. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. You too.